Good evening, everyone. So glad to see everyone's smiling face out here tonight at the Word of Knowledge Bible College Revival. Glad to see some new faces tonight. And as always, we're glad that God's Holy Spirit is here with us. Amen. Amen. Let's quickly open with a word of prayer. Loving Lord, we thank you so much for a privilege to come out and hear your blessed word. We ask and pray that your Holy Spirit is here with us. Open our minds and our hearts, dear Lord, to be receptive to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, would you say amen? amen? All right, we're so happy that you made it out, and we're happy for our online viewers as well. We really appreciate everyone coming out because we know you could be at home with your feet up, you know, petting the cat and having a good time at home, but we're glad that you came out to worship with us tonight. Are you ready to hear a word of knowledge? Now, our pastor is a Bible scholar, Pastor Jonathan Fields, Bible scholar, super intelligent, but the word of knowledge is coming from God's book, right? That's where we're getting our word of knowledge, so uh, it's coming from the word of God. Now, I want to ask you, is there anybody here for the first time tonight? Percy's here, first time. Okay, Barbara Wilson here. Let's give her a hand. Okay. And we have a gift for Barbara. Great. And what about Clarence? First time? Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to say I have four visitors. They're online. <laughs> so I got four visitors on my online my family from home, so they're tuned in, and I'm glad that they're here to uh, worship with us as well. Now, we anybody uh, else that's new to us tonight? Let me ask, did anyone bring a visitor? Now, remember, we're trying to bring in visitors as well, so just invite somebody because you never know. You just never know how your invitation can be taken. Maybe they didn't come last 20, 100 times you asked them, but the Lord might send them there at this time. So don't hesitate. All it takes is hand out one of our little cards and invite them and say, hey, come on out. It's going to be great. We're going to have a wonderful time. And also at 6 p.m., what happens at 6 p.m.? Dinner time. So tonight we were blessed with some good spaghetti by Sister Fields. And so you come out at 6 or before 7, and you also get this physical food before the spiritual food. Amen? Amen? Okay, so now, how many of you like pop quizzes? Nobody? Oh, okay. Got a couple people like pop quizzes. You know, I used to love pop quizzes because I always felt like I knew the answer. Do you think you know the answer to our quiz tonight? Okay, let's get this going here. Passy, get that. Is it on? Even the pop quiz don't like pop quizzes. <laughs> Is that going now? <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, everybody have a pencil, got your quiz card. How many got them all right last, last night? Okay, do you think you got them right? Okay, let's see how many's gonna get them right tonight. Let's see what our first one is. 
Uh, last night we were blessed with the message, why have our streets become so unsafe? So let's answer a few questions. The number one is society doesn't want restrictions. They want blank without blank. Society doesn't want any restrictions. They want blank without blank. Everybody knows that one, right? <laughs> blank without blank. Okay, let's see about number two. Radicals. Radicals declare the blank blank are out of date, old-fashioned, and restrictive. Radicals declare the blank blank are out of date, old-fashioned, and restricted. Anybody got the answer? Don't blurt it out. Okay, that might have been an easy one. <laughs> How about this one? Number three. Number three will be up in just a second. <laughs> Anybody got a hundred so far? You think you got them? Okay, couple people. You know, one thing about it, these questions are all found in our scriptures, right? That's why it's the word of knowledge from God's holy Bible, and God's Bible is always correct. Number three, the cause of problems in society today we have blank, 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 blank. Cause of problems in society today, we have blank, 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 blank. <laughs> All right, that's a four blank question. Yeah, that's a four blank question. If you took notes, that's good. Put them down. Four blanks. Cause of problems in our society today, we have blank, 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 blank. Ready for number four? No. <laughs> True or false, this is an easy one. True or false, you got a 50% chance of getting this one right. Proverbs 28, 26 warns us, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Is that true according to the scriptures or false? You know, they say people who uh, represent themselves in court are fools too. Number five, the principle of God's law are blank. The principles of God's law are blank. What do you think that word could be? The principles of God's law are blank. All right, anybody want to need a bonus question? All right, this is the bonus question. Jesus always leads to blank, 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 blank. Another four blank question. Jesus always leads to blank, 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 blank. That was an easy one, right? Okay, everybody got them? Got them written down? How many think they got them all? Anybody get a hundred? Okay. Hold on to your uh, cards. We're going to go over the answers now. Yeah, he wants to let them keep them tonight, Brenda. 
Yeah. So here we go. Let me ask somebody, who would like to finish the first sentence? Society doesn't want restrictions. They want what without what? Anybody? I had about, had about three or four different answers on that one. Let's find out. <laughs> Love without law. Love without law. Okay. If you missed it, you can correct your answer. <laughs> now here's one. Radicals declare the Ten Commandments are out of date, old-fashioned, and restrictive. Yeah, that was a good one, right? Everybody got that, right? Okay. What? <laughs> How about number three? Cause of problem in society today, we have lost our moral compass. Anybody agree with that statement? People have lost their moral compass. Moral values aren't even being taught anymore in the homes or in the school, or, and sometimes, sad to say, not even really at some churches. But here we know moral values are being taught because it's coming right out of the Word of God. Amen? Number four, true. That one was true. You said that was an easy one, huh? Okay. How about number five? Who wants to answer number five? Rose, what's number five? Eternal? Three more different answers, okay. <laughs> Principles of God's law are eternal. But you know there are also those other words, too. Yeah, there are also the other words as well. Could be. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. But the answer for the question is eternal. <laughs> All right, the bonus question. Who got the bonus right? It's worth extra points. Nobody. Who got the bonus right? Anybody? Okay, here we go. Jesus always leads to obedience, never disobedience. Jesus always leads to obedience to his will, not disobedience. Amen. Did anybody get 100? All right. Work, work a little harder. You, you're, uh, listen to the sermon tonight. Be prepared. Write notes, whatever you want. And uh, we're going to give you another quiz on, not tomorrow, but on Friday, okay? All right. At this time, we have our health nugget by Sister Jan Gray. Let's give her a hand. Good evening. Okay. So I don't know if you all could read the title, but it says Black and Hispanic adults are less likely than whites to receive bystander CPR during cardiac arrest. So when I saw this, I was startled and upset. When I thought about it, I said, well, maybe I shouldn't really be startled, but I am upset. So I want to share some information with you all about cardiac arrest. So this occurs when there's an electrical malfunction in the heart that causes it to stop beating all of a sudden, which of course can be fatal. But fortunately, it can be reversed with early CPR and the use of a defibrillator, which can shock the heart back into a normal rhythm. So I'll share some risk factors for cardiac arrest with you all. 
um, heart disease, which is the number one cause of death for black men and women, high blood pressure, heart valve disease, or prior heart attack. Abnormal heart rhythms can also result from heart medications and diuretics that cause an imbalance in potassium and magnesium, blood vessel abnormalities, and recreational drug use. And this was really startling. 60% of childhood cardiac arrest occur in infants, so babies less than a year old. And children are most likely to suffer cardiac arrest because of respiratory problems. So it's important that we know how to respond when someone goes unconscious, we need to act early. Now for children and infants, traditional CPR is necessary. But the adult, uh, American Heart Association developed hands-only CPR several years ago for people who don't want to do mouth-to-mouth. So we're gonna watch a brief video on hands-only CPR, and I encourage you all, if you can take a CPR class, please do, because blacks and Hispanics are less likely to be trained in CPR, and that can make a life-saving difference. a life is easier than you might think. Just start hands-only CPR. The first step is, is to ask to someone to call 911 and to get an AED or call 911 yourself and put your phone on speaker mode so the operator can assist you. Then get directly over the victim. Put the heel of one hand in the center of the chest and put your other hand on top of the first. Then push hard and fast in the center of the chest until help arrives. It's important to push giving 100 to 120 compressions per minute, which is about the same tempo as the song, Stayin' Alive, or the rate of music you're listening to right now. Let's hope you never have to use hands-only CPR, but know that CPR combined with using an AED provides the best chance of saving a life. If possible, use an AED every time you provide CPR. Again, if you see a teen or adult suddenly collapse, don't be afraid to start hands-only CPR. Remember, call 911 and ask someone to get an AED. Then push hard and fast in the center of the chest until the AED and help arrives. Your actions can help save a life. Terrific, so great. So we got some people here ready to take charge if so happens someone needs it. Praise God for good information. Thank you. At this time, all of us need prayer, amen? I don't care who you are, what you do for a living, how much money you got, how much money you wish you had, everybody needs prayer. Are there any special prayer requests, unspoken requests? God knows our hearts. He knows exactly what we need. He knows when we need it, how we need it, and what we need it for more than we even know. So at this time, let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Father, we thank you so much for being here with us this evening. We thank you for your Holy Spirit's presence, Lord. We know that you are the great physician. We know that you are the great healer. We know that you own cattle on a thousand hills, 
and that you're even on the hills. And we know that there is nothing that we're going through, Lord, that you cannot solve just with a thought. Father, we thank you for being omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent in our lives because we can trust and know that whatever we're going through, you have the answer for us. And not only that, but you know exactly when to deliver that answer to us and how to deliver it so that we may be saved in your blessed kingdom. We ask that you look down upon us, dear Lord, all those who raised their hands and those who didn't, because you know that we all stand in the need of prayer constantly, Lord. Give us strength, dear Jesus, to handle the situations that come through our lives. Give us courage to stand up against temptation and evil. Bless us, dear Lord, with spiritual strength to fight against Satan's tricks and his evil ways. We ask and pray that you'll bless each family represented here. Bless our loved ones, our husbands, wives, friends, brothers, relatives, co-workers. Lord, we ask that you will have a special blessing this evening for our pastor. Continue to give him the word from all high, dear Lord, that would touch our souls and stir us to be more and more like Jesus each and every day. We ask that you'll continue to bless this revival session, Lord. Help each one of us here tonight and online to draw closer to thee just from a word that we hear, just from a scripture that is read, just from a feeling that your Holy Spirit gives us. We ask that you'll bless us, dear Father, to continue to do thy will. Keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger, Lord. Bless us to have a wonderful time serving and praising and worshiping your name this evening. In the blessed name of Jesus, let everyone say amen, amen. At this time, we have a lovely rendition from Sister Fields. Let's give her a hearty amen as she comes. I get up here on a Wednesday night because I always want to say happy Sabbath, but I'll say happy Wednesday. How many of you all know that God has been faithful? I believe we could say that about Tabernacle Praise because we've had some sicknesses, we had some car accidents, we've had quite a few things to happen here in our, um, in our church, but God has been faithful. And so that's my song for tonight. Faithful. 
I said I was going to try, but we praise. She's my queen again. I feel like singing, she's my queen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But we thank God for that special selection of um, he's been fa- Has he been faithful? Has he been faithful? He is truly a faithful God, and it's just a blessing that we're in, such a blessing that we're able to be here. Um, today to be able to um, spend this time with our Lord and Savior. Um, let's, let us bow our heads. Father God, again, we thank you once again for um, what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. And as we spend our time here tonight, we invite your presence to speak to us and through us. Fill us with your love. Let us not leave here the same way we came. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. 
the Word of Knowledge Bible College. You know, I, you know, I must repent. Um, you know, the test. I, I was having fun um, coming up with those questions. Uh, I guess it's different when you're on that end of the. <laughs> I was on the other side of the table. <laughs> But um, we will do better next time, amen? Um, but that's what, not, not, not over there, over here, amen? I guess that was, yeah, on both sides, amen? Um, but we praise God for you tonight. We want to just take a look at our uh, message tonight. Um, 6,000-year-old remedy for tension. Anybody stress? Anybody experienced stress before? Thank you for that health message. Um, that, that is a very serious um, thing you know our heart our health our minds um, here lately I've really been conscious about my mental state um, I've haven't I didn't know you know that there was so much mental illness in our country I think even with the pandemic it has proved um, it revealed a lot of stuff um, and I've really really been self-conscious to the point to where um, I'll sit down and I'll rest and I feel guilty about it. Sometimes my wife, when she gets up and go to work, and I'm at home, and uh, when she leaves, I look at the bed, <laughs> and I <laughs> and I I say, man, she at work, <laughs> and you at work, and I want to just crawl on back in there. But I have become accustomed now to coming here to the church into my wonderful office. And I'll pop open my computer and I was sitting there. And it is just such a blessing um, to be able to be mindful of your health and, you know, take care of yourself. And so I want to encourage you to do that. But there is a remedy. God has given us this remedy that dates back a very long time. A very long time. I don't know if my clicker want to click. If you do want to click. There we go. You're good over there. I got it right here. Amen. Um, every human being that I know of has a longing to belong. Um, this here homeless lady is restless for a home. I remember when I was out on the streets, when I was homeless, pushing everything that I owned in a shopping cart down the streets of San Diego, California, looking for a place that I can call home. Men and women everywhere long to be with others. Even with this pandemic, when it hit, it was killing. It put a lot of marriages to the test because husbands and wives weren't used to spending that much time together. <laughs> you know, um, you get up in the morning, you go your way, and I go mine. I go work my hours, and then we'll meet in the evening. And then when we get back home in the evening, there's not very much conversation going on because, uh, like some, you know, you want to go out and hang out with the boys or the, the young ladies want to go and hang out with their girlfriends, and there's never that interaction. And so when the pandemic hit, um, husband and wives and individuals began to realize that, wait a minute, uh, I'm not, I'm not used to this. But the reality is we long to be with somebody. Amen? We ache for a place to belong. But the human race is on a journey. The human, we're on a journey um, to find a place of peace and comfort. 
And God has created such a place. A place to belong in this age of stress, in this age of tension, in this age, God has given us a place. And if you don't mind turning with me to the book of Revelation, we'll be able to look at some answers to this thing called stress. A place where we can get the answer. So Revelation, God's last message to the world, found in Revelation chapter 14, God's message to prepare men and women for the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Revelation 14, 6 and 7 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. The Bible describes this angel flying in the midst of heaven as a, a message that is going to tell, he's going to tell the entire world. Then I saw, he says, another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people saying with a loud voice, fear God, fear God, and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come. We're on the verge of eternity. The hour of God's judgment has arrived. And the truth of the matter is, family of God, worship is the key. Because the text tells us right here, says, And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of waters. So here is a calling to belong, a call to identify with and worship God. Our hearts find rest in him. The only place that we can get the rest that we need is in Jesus Christ. The last days earth history's message is given to the entire world has to do with worship. The final conflict between good and evil, between true worship and between false worship. That's what it all boils down to. Who do you worship? But then it goes on a little deeper than that. Just hang in there. Because we either worship him who made heaven and earth the creator or we worship the beast. Either true worship or false worship. The Bible last days call us uh, uh, to worship the creator. That's what God calls us to do, to worship him. So why do we worship God? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because Revelation 14, 4 verse 11 says that you are worthy, O Lord, to receive the glory and honor and power for you created all things. Who created all things? God created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So, why is God worthy of our worship? Well, here it is. Because he created all things. We owe our life to him. We are not some cosmic accident. You see, God has left a sign of his creative authority who is revelation calling us to worship who has active, his active agent in creations. Well, 
Uh, Colossians puts it like this. I'm not sure if you can read that or not. It's a little fancy there. <laughs> for by him, Jesus, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him. Let me help you out. Write that down. Write that down. Surprise. By him, Jesus, all things were created. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father was the master designer. The Holy Spirit provided the power. And Jesus Christ, according to Colossians 1, is the active agent. Has Jesus left a special sign of rest in him? Has Jesus an emblem of his authority? So why is the sign of his creative authority? What is that sign? What is the sign of God's creative of, of authority? You guys are asking a lot of good questions, which forces me to have to answer them. Has God given us a symbol of his creative power? Has he given us a refuge in this stress-filled world? Has God done that for us? I suggest to you he has. For in God's law, there's one commandment that tells us how to worship Jesus as creator. Deep within the heart of God's law. Deep within the heart of God's law, there is a symbol of his authority. The Bible says, remember, the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it you shall not do any work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger that is within thy gates. So why worship him on that day? For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And the Bible says God rested on the Sabbath day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he did what, everybody? He hallowed it. You see, remember Revelation 14, 7, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that did what? Made heaven and earth and the sea. John in Revelation was on paraphrasing the fourth commandment. John says in the last days, just before the second coming of Jesus Christ, a judgment hour will be called worship the creator. So why God said remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? You so it is given for all mankind. So when he says this, it's not just for a certain group of individuals. It's not just for those that live on a certain side of the track. It's not just for those with a certain pedigree. When God said, remember the Sabbath day, gives it to all of mankind. The Sabbath is made for man and not man for the Sabbath. 
I think I'm going to switch over. I'm getting a little static here. Is that static? Do you hear that? Amen. I'm going to switch over to the mic. The Sabbath is made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is God's love gift to the entire human race. Even when I think about the Sabbath, this is a very special thing that God did for us, uh, his creation. Uh, for God to stop and say and look through the corridors of time and see that we would work ourselves to a stress-filled life, that we would stress ourselves, that we would stroke ourselves out, we would, we would hyper, we would do all of these things. God said, let me help my creation out. Let me help my people out. Let me set a day aside for them to rest. Just rest. Sabbath rolls around, the bills ought to just be resting. Let the bills, you've been letting them rest all that time, just let them rest some more. It's not too long. Amen. That job that's been working your nerves all week long, that you wish you could just walk away from, let it rest. Let it rest. Because God understands that we need rest. And the Sabbath is simply God's love gift to us. You know, when I was in um, college, the, whenever the teacher would repeat something, that means write it down, right? <laughs> so every seventh, seventh day, a palace in time, Descends from heaven. 24 hours. God says, flee from stress. Come and get connected with me. Leave it on the sideline. Come and find your belonging and your purpose and your rest and your refuge in me. The Sabbath. The Sabbath is given in the book of Genesis. Amen. 2300 days before the Jewish race even existed. All creation. God said let there be light. And there was light. The Bible says that God separated the waters and the dry land up here. And then God made the firmament, wrapped the earth, air, fresh air, and pure uh, 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 air. And God said, let there be. And God said, the waters and, the, uh, uh, and, and set them a, to the, um, and, and the tides. And, and God said, let all of this come. Let the earth bring forth flowers and, and, and fruits and and, 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 and cover uh, the, the land with, 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 with living green trees and, 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 and grass. Let that be. So let the waters abound. What a wonderful God we serve. 
could have made all fish one color. He could have made them beautiful, uh, 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 you know, all the same kind, all the same species. He could have just had one giraffe. Just one. He could have had just one dog. One cat. One animal species, just one. But God thought enough of us to make all of these different birds, different colors, different shapes, and different sizes. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Living creatures. Big and small and all sorts of kinds of different shapes. And, and God said, let it be. Then in Genesis 1, 26, 27, he records God saying, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. This is what God did. He said, I will create a sanctuary or a refuge. I will give them a symbol to remind them I, 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 I will, that, that I am their creator and that they will never forget that I am their creator. So I'm going to do something so they won't forget. That's why the commandment starts out with remember. So first full day, Adam and Eve lived a Sabbath. This is what they did. They enjoyed the time. Genesis 1, I mean 2 verse 1 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And in Genesis 2 verse 2 uh, goes on to say that, And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. On which day did God rest? The seventh day. Now I must take a pause right there and just share because I know that there is a lot of conversation out there about what day is the Sabbath. And I always share my testimony. Ever since day one. When I've came to the understanding that the seventh day of the week, which is Saturday, is the Sabbath, I ran from it. Let's just be real. Because I didn't know. Because I was used to worshiping on another day. That was what I grew up doing. That's what I knew. And so whenever something new is presented to you, after you've been doing this all your life, and like I always say, and I'm going to say it again, and I need you to understand that you can be doing something all your life and can be doing it wrong all your life. So just because you've been doing it all your life, exactly. And so I had to come to an understanding that although I love my friends who go to church on another day, I know some will say, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I, I like to be respectful. Because I understand that when I worshiped on Sunday, when everybody came to me and told me anything different, I had a problem with that. Because that's what I knew. 
And I have to understand that when we're dealing with religion, that you're dealing with a very personal space. Just about like if somebody was to come to you who believe in the Sabbath and who worship on the Sabbath to tell you that, a, that another day is not that day. Or we can get very indignant. We can get very, we can, we can, we don't act like Adventists then because you're ready to fight. But the reality is, is that there are individuals that God have that are not of this fold. And we say that, right? But it doesn't change the fact that God has instituted a day in which he has called us to worship him on. Now, whether God decides to love somebody that worship on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday or a Monday, that's between them and God, right? But the reality is, if we want to look at scripture, the word of knowledge, Bible college, the Bible says that there is only one day. Only one. And I had to come to grips with that. And when I realized that this is God's holy Sabbath, I received it. Now, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't two weeks. Or three. It took a minute. And that's why I worship God the way that I do. Because he could have left every last one of us in that mindset that we were in. Because somebody had to tell every last one of us in here. Somebody had to tell you about it. Now while we... Come on, it came on, come on in here. While we came on in here, when we did, and we lied too, come on, y'all. While we finally got our, our, our thoughts together and got our, 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 our act together and we said, Lord, I'm going to follow you all the way regardless, I'm going to tell you, it changed my whole life. It changed my life. And that's why this message right here is really near and dear to me. Because I understand now. So God reminds us, he tells us here in his word, Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, then God blessed the Sabbath day, sanctified it, because it is in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So he blessed it, he sanctified it, he set it aside. No other day of the week that we can say that God blessed, sanctified, and set aside. No other day. And let's keep in mind, I just want to throw this in here. It's not in my notes, but I just want to just, encourage, just share this with you. That everything God has, the devil has a counterfeit. God has angels. The devil has angels. God heals. Yeah. He heals too. God has a day of worship. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what y'all did this past Monday, but um, <laughs> the Bible says that God did three things on the Sabbath day. First, God rested on the Sabbath. Amen. Amen. We rest on the Sabbath day we because we love Jesus. 
We acknowledge the fact that he is our creator, that he is the creator of the world, that the Sabbath, that the, the Sabbath is simply a symbol of God's love for us. That's what the Sabbath does. When every time we rest on the Sabbath, we're saying, God, I, you, you, I, just like you love me, I love you. Every time we rest. Now, what does that look like? What does that rest look like? On Friday evening, from sunset Friday evening to sunset Sabbath or Saturday evening, we ought to turn off TVs, anything that if we're working, we need to shut it down. You see, we, 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 we have gotten comfortable with just coming to church on Saturday as our Sabbath and not realizing that the Sabbath began Friday night. From evening till morning to the first day. Now, I get it. I understand. I want to be respectful of my audience. And I understand that we do have some health care workers in our midst. But some of us, we can go ahead and clock it on out, but we want to get that overtime in. Huh? Because we didn't budget it out that if I can get these hours in, then I can get to that trip or I can get that suit or those shoes. <laughs> and we sliding on the set. We just sliding in and we sliding out. Huh? And you want to get that last episode in. I know you can't wait. It's that last show. The TV, the sun going down. Mm -hmm. And the TV should have been out 15 minutes ago, but you figure, you know, you're going to go in the kitchen and do something and act like you don't hear his own so you can. And we trampling on the Sabbath. God rested on the Sabbath. Not only that, the second thing he did, he blessed the Sabbath. The seventh day, God put a blessing on the Sabbath day. He didn't put it on any other day. So can we bless any day we want? Can we? And I normally have a little demonstration that I do. Uh, 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 but, 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 but can we take any day out of the week that we so choose and say, this is the day that the Lord has called us to bless and worship? No, we can't. And the third thing that God did was God sanctified the Sabbath day. Sanctified means he set it apart for a holy purpose. The same word that a woman who was getting married, we set her aside for one man. One woman, one man. How many? One woman, one man. But suppose on my wedding day, I'm at the altar and uh, I see my beautiful bride coming down the aisle and her heart's beating fast, hands are shaking. The preacher says, we're married. And after the reception and in the, the car, um, we're ready for the honeymoon. And, and, and then on, the, on, on, on her sixth, one of her six brides, one, one, one of her bridesmaids jumps in the car and, and says, all right, let's go. 
Come on, let's ride. Let's, let's go. I say, no, nah, we can't do that. I didn't marry you. You're the sister of the bride. Come on now. <laughs> One day God has set aside for us to worship him on. Amen. So what difference does it make? It makes a big difference to me. And I'm sure it'll make a huge difference to my wife. So what difference does a day make? There is a way that seems right to a man, but it's the way of death. I didn't make it up. The word of knowledge, <laughs> Bible college. God did not give us the power to make a day holy. He called us to worship him the day that he sanctified and made holy. I may not get through this whole lesson today, but we'll bring it back. Because Proverbs 14, 12 says that there is a way which seems right. But in the end, it's the way of death. Satan in the Garden of Eden, he said to Eve, what difference does the tree make? All these trees are the same. And today, my brothers and sisters, Satan is telling people that they don't make a difference. All days are the same. Now, while God is the same, the day that he set aside is not. So the tree is set aside for Adam and Eve as a test. The test wasn't the tree or the fruit. The real test was that would they submit to God's sovereignty and God's authority. And when they ate the forbidden fruit, they rejected the sovereignty of God, set their opinions higher than God's opinion, and God, uh, uh, God has sanctified the Sabbath day. He blessed the Sabbath day, but it does not make a difference to those individuals so E.W. Thomas noticed that man could not keep the original Sabbath and forgot God and yes yes the Sabbath cannot or should I say yes the Sabbath connects us with God throughout the Old Testament the Sabbath was a sign between God and his people all through the Old Testament. How do I know that you are God's chosen one because of their worship? Because they worship God on the Sabbath, because they observe God on the Sabbath. Why do you think Moses went to Pharaoh? Because the children of Israel weren't able to worship God on the Sabbath like they were accustomed to. And so Abraham even kept the Sabbath, kept God's commandment. The Sabbath given in Genesis before the Jews, the Sabbath, God, uh, 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 um, the, the, the people of God kept it all throughout the ages. When Moses led the Israel out of Egypt of bondage in the wilderness, God fed them in the wilderness with manna 
from on high and he told them that you may pick up the fruit uh, I mean pick gather this manna every day of the week but on Friday I need you to grab a double portion because it will not rain manna on the Sabbath and you know how the story goes that they began to gather more than they needed because they wanted to keep it over. You know, I guess you want to, you know, try to get all that hours in in one day so you can sleep in on the next day. But every time they would gather more on Monday so they won't have to go out on Tuesday, when they woke up Tuesday, it was turned into worms. But when they gathered more on Friday so they wouldn't have to gather on the Sabbath, the Bible says it was just as fresh as it was as if it, as if it just rained down from heaven. So six days you shall gather it. But on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. And so when Israel went out to gather this manna on the Sabbath, God said in Exodus chapter 16, just in case you thought I made it up, 16 verse 20, 28, how long do you refuse to keep my commandment and my laws? You see, the Ten Commandments was given by God for all people at all times and all places. And the scripture simply tells us that God know exactly what he's doing for in Exodus Chapter 20, verse 10, the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. You see, in the Old Testament, the Sabbath was clearly a sign, an allegiance or a loyalty of obedience, a sign that I am connected to my creator. And that's why we gather here on the Sabbath. To show our allegiance, to show our, our commitment to God, our creator. I worship you on the Sabbath, God, so that the world will know that I am yours and you are mine. And it's not something that I have to make myself do. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's not something that I have to fight with. It's something that I enjoy. I enjoy worshiping him on this day. Oh, it just does something to my spirit. On Friday, if I could be honest with you, as we get closer to the Sabbath, it seems like my body go into a different space. I can feel the excitement in my members. I can feel the excitement in my mind. It seemed like sparks began to jump off in my mind. It's like, oh, we're about to get some good rest now. And while I've been worshiping God all week, while I've been praising God all week, while I've been studying the word of God all week, is something about the Sabbath. And that's why I try to be very careful as I try to, as I bring this down. Like I said, we're going to have to come back and finish this. I, I, I try to be very careful that we don't plan a whole lot of stuff on the Sabbath. Because sometimes we can have so much going on in our churches on the Sabbath. Like we got to do everything on Saturday. And you're not really getting the joy of the Sabbath. Because we do everything on the Sabbath. 
And God is saying, this is a day of rest. Spend some time with your family. Spend some time with me. You've been running all week long and you ain't been talking to me. You ain't said, how about? Stepping on your toes. Everybody just get your feet up off the floor. I'm about to come down your aisle because some of us ain't cracked our Bible open until we get to the church. And even then, we don't open it because we got it on the screen. Am I saying something in here this morning? This evening? But listen, this thing about the Sabbath is serious. God was intentional when he breathed life into Adam and knelt down and made Eve, created her, sculptured her, took time, formed her, and said, I'm going to give you a day so that you will remember how you got here. If it wasn't for Adam and Eve worshiping God on the Sabbath, we wouldn't know how we got here. If it wasn't for God giving us his word, we wouldn't know. We would, breathe, we would, be, we would believe Darwinism. We would believe that this thing came about by way of some explosion. We wouldn't know. But God made it very clear how we got here. He made it very plain how we got here. Now, I don't know if you never observed the Sabbath, if you never experienced the Sabbath. We'll be here Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. Our Sabbath starts on Friday at sunset. And I get it, the time changes throughout the year. Sometimes the sun set early and sometimes the sun set late. But whenever the sun set on Friday evening, that's when our Sabbath began. And we devote that time to God where we're not preparing even our meals. Say, well, Pastor, how are you going to eat? On you start preparing for the Sabbath on what day, everybody? Thursday. Somebody say Sunday. Sunset Sabbath. <laughs> but you start preparing on that Friday, on that Thursday. You're getting everything, you're getting your laundry done. You're getting all that stuff done. You're getting the house pulled together. You're getting everything ship shaped. So that when the Sabbath comes in, you're now entering into worship. Now you're having worship. You're singing and you're praising God. And you're getting yourself prepared to come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then when we gather in this physical space, we're coming here now ready to receive the word from the Lord. We're not coming here looking to see what, who has what and who don't have what. We're not coming to look and see who made it and who didn't make it. But we're coming here because this is a time for us to spend with our Lord and Savior. This is his time, not my time. But this is his time. Now, I don't know if you've never experienced the Sabbath. If you want to come and talk to me, we can talk to you and help you to experience the Sabbath. So that you know exactly what that looked like. We won't be here tomorrow. 
But we'll be back tomorrow's Thursday, right? Okay. We won't be here on Thursday, but we'll be back here on Friday at sunset. But we'll go into our worship time and enter into our Sabbath experience. I pray that everyone in here will be here on that Friday so we can experience the Sabbath together. So we can worship God on that Sabbath. And as we enter into that time of rest, oh, what a day of rejoicing. That's when we can say, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. Father, you are so amazing to us, and without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. And so as we observe your Sabbath, as we enter into this time of worship and praising you, we're just asking that you will help us to honor your Sabbath. I ask that you will help us to be faithful to you as you are faithful to us. And as always, Lord, if there was anything said that was unspoken or out of order, I pray that you will cover it now. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Again, we want to encourage you um, to be here on Friday at 6. I believe we have our light meal at 6. Um, so we want to encourage you to come and take part of that, that, that meal. Um, it's been on point. Amen. And then we'll go into our time of worship on Friday. Tell a friend, bring a friend, let them know that we're here, and we'll see you on Friday. Consider yourselves dismissed.